This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hello and welcome to Savor. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about chanterelle mushrooms. Which we have had a lot of fun pronouncing. <laughs> it's definitely not chanterelles. Or... No. But it's fun to say it that way. It is. Don't worry, listeners. We won't put you through that. Not too often. We had some chanterelles when we were in Asheville and they were so good. Oh, yeah. We found them in the woods with a professional. Chanterelles. Mm-hmm. This is the smooth chanterelle, given the underside is, it doesn't have any a hint really of gills. Here, it kind of does. There are chanterelles that vary. There's a black one. There's blue one out west. We have red ones here. They're tasty and um, great consistency, almost like a like seafood, a little bit of like a chewiness, rubberiness almost, like but in in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> That's Alan Muscat, a professional forager. Due to a bit of miscommunication, he thought we were shooting video, not just audio, and he couldn't find any chanterelles for us to forage, so he set up this little scene because they're so lovely and, like, was going to spring it on us as though it was totally natural. But then when he realized it was just audio, he was like, oh, no, just come over here, here. And so I set it up. Yeah, it was enjoyable nonetheless. (laughs) Disclaimer right at the front, don't use this episode as a guide for foraging or mushroom hunting. No. 
We don't want any of you lovely folks to get sick. We like you. We do. We do. Yes. Oh, and we're not talking about the restaurant New York, which is probably <laughs> obvious, but there's a book, a whole book about this restaurant called Chanterelle in New York. And I went through an embarrassing amount of pages <laughs> confused before I realized that they weren't talking about the mushroom. So just a little word to the wise. Yes. And also, if you would like a more general discussion on mushrooms, check out our episode, Mushrooms, colon, not to be truffled with, from uh, February of 2018. Yes, do check that out. And this brings us to our question. Chanterelles. What are they? Well, chanterelles are a group of similarly shaped mushrooms in a number of genuses and species, now thought to encompass over 100 species worldwide thanks to genetic testing. They can come in a range of colors and flavors, but all share this trumpet shape. Like their smooth mushroom caps go kind of concave. They've got sort of frilled edges. That's the mouth of the trumpet. They have false gills down along the outside of the trumpet. Unlike a trumpet, a chanterelle is not hollow, but solid all the way through. The part you probably think of that I just described when you think of a chanterelle is actually only the tip of the mushroom iceberg. Because mushrooms are fungi, neither plant nor animal, and the main body of a mushroom is often out of sight. They create these intricate root-type systems called mycelium underground or in a piece of wood or whatever else they like growing in. And when they're ready to reproduce, they shoot out fruit, mushrooms, which produce spores that can spread on air, water, or moving creatures and grow into a new fungus. The trumpet of a chanterelle is that fruit, and a few are often found together like in a little cluster growing up out of the same underground network of mycelium in the shady, damp area under trees like oaks or beaches. And this part is so cool. They have symbiotic relationships with the trees that they grow under. The mycelium will hook into the tree's roots. The fungus can absorb and process nutrients from the soil that the trees can't. The mycelium release those nutrients for the trees to eat through their roots, and the trees, meanwhile, can absorb and process a different set of nutrients, which the mycelium absorb through the tree's roots. That is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of... <laughs> Ratatouille. Yes! <laughs> no. Although I bet there are chanterelles in Ratatouille. <laughs> we need to watch it, then we can take notes. Okay. It reminds me of the video game, one of my favorite video games, The Last of Us, in which oh, I'm not yeah. sure if it was chanterelles, but some mushrooms formed a relationship with some people and they oh. turned into zombies and then mm. things went horribly awry. So just a... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Watch out for those chanterelles. I think they should be fine. Thus far, no zombie activity noted. I like that. That's a file you find when you're searching <laughs> through what before things went wrong, and that's the one thing you find that indicates, oh, things oh. are about to go terribly, mm. terribly off the rails <laughs> when it comes to zombies. I've been playing too many video games. All right. <laughs> You can find chanterelles in North America, Europe, North Africa, Thailand, and the Himalayas. As of yet, they have resisted commercial cultivation. That's part of the reason they're so expensive. But what about that name, though? What about it? What about it? Mm -hmm. It is borrowed <laughs> from the French, who borrowed it from the Latin word meaning a large drinking cup with handles. The first time the word chanterelle was used with its current definition was in 1777. It also has a pretty cool nickname, the Queen of the Forest, or the Golden Goddess, 
Or the egg mushroom. That's not as cool, but... Yeah. The most common type, anyway. Yes. It's called the golden goddess. Yes. And speaking of types, there are a lot of types. And the main one is the golden yellow chanterelle. And it's golden or yellow. It's not golden yellow. But I guess you could do that if you wanted to combine them both. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And there's some variance within this category as well, at least when it comes to a European variety compared to a North American variety. They found that out pretty recently through some of that genetic testing. Mm-hmm. These are the most desired chanterelle. They range in cap color from pale yellow to deep orange, and the gills can be either white or kind of a yellow-orange. The flavor and aroma are often described as fruity, specifically apricotty. They are often paired with apricots in cooking for this reason. Herby, peppery, earthy, pretty mild. The texture is both tender and firm. And that pepper note, they're actually named after pepper in German. They're called Pfeifferlinge. Pfeifferlinge. Or Pfeifferlinge. I suppose. (laughs) My German is terrible despite having a German last name. That's okay. There are white chanterelles. Blue chanterelles. These can range in color from navy blue to this like deep grayish purple. They apparently taste amazing. There are black chanterelles or the trumpet of death. (laughs) The name is misleading though. (laughs) I think it's because they look menacing. Yeah, they're black. Yeah, and they have a smoky taste and a meaty texture. They're popular in upscale restaurants where you might see a black trumpet sauce. They don't put the black trumpet of death sauce on there. I, I can't imagine why not. I would order that. I probably would too, but you and I have a We're very, a really specific demographic. We are. If there was a restaurant that did Halloween-themed foods all year, that would be my favorite <laughs> restaurant. Oh, man. <laughs> see? I've even thought we could we could start one more. Okay. All right. Planning pop-ups now. There's also a Cinnabar Red Chanterelles. That's their... That's their name. It's a tiny North American type that's a this bright reddish pink, like a flamingo. And apparently they smell sweet and taste kind of piney, fruity, floral. And a not type, the false chanterelle. Oh. It's a bit orangier and darker. The gills are attached to the stem. It's not poisonous, but it's less flavorful and might upset your stomach. So no fun. Another similar species is the jack-o'-lantern, which is a poisonous lookalike. As the name suggests, they are bright orange, like a jack-o'-lantern. Again, won't kill you, but your stomach will not be happy with you. Alan, who is an absolute font, did talk about them. Can you guess why it's called jack-o'-lanterns? It's orange. Right, but if it's just orange, you could just call it a pumpkin. Uh, it's got faces carved and you put candles inside. And, and why do you do that? Uh, wh- uh, um... what, does, what does the candle do? It makes it glow? Right. This mushroom does not need a candle. It's bioluminescent? Yeah. Ah, that's so cool! <laughs> yeah, it glows green. Oh, wow. now, only, not in the top, but the, in the gills. Uh-huh. You know how mushrooms have gills? Yeah, yeah. So it's green in the gills, and it will make you green in, uh. in the gills. <laughs> um, and it won't kill you, it will only make you wish you were dead. And there are a lot more types of chanterelles apart from these not chanterelles we've just been talking about. In 2017, over 2,000 new species of fungi were discovered, and some of them were chanterelles. We have a lot more to learn when it comes to mushrooms. Oh, yeah. Yes. But what about the flavor? We've we've touched on a little bit of some flavors, but let's go on a deeper dive. Yeah. (laughs) 
Chanterelles are great for sautéing. You can dry them or freeze them, should you so desire. Some of their best flavor and aroma compounds are oil-soluble, so cooking them in some kind of fatty thing, like sautéing with oil or butter or cream, helps you get the most out of them. Adding a splash of wine also scientifically helps because some of their compounds are uh, water or alcohol-soluble as well. You can also use them to uh, infuse oil or vinegar or booze. They're fairly delicate in flavor, so it's recommended that you pair them with other gentle flavors to avoid losing them in the mix. And though they are generally used in savory dishes, there are definitely maniacs out there (laughs) making desserts with chanterelles, candying the things, putting them in bread pudding, in pies, sorbets, creme brulee. What? I found a French recipe for a sweet spiced chanterelle-infused liqueur made by sautéing the mushrooms in white vermouth with cinnamon, cloves, star anise, and vanilla, and then letting the mushrooms steep in plum brandy for at least a week. I think the recommendation was to serve this liqueur with coffee. I'm just going to point out that we have covered one cinnamon, vanilla, (laughs) um, and mushrooms, and plum brandy a little bit, and now chanterelles, so I think we have to try this. I am into that plan. Yes. Okay. Also, just in general, I ran across this while I was researching, so I had to say, like, mushroom-infused drinks are apparently a whole thing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You can use mushrooms to infuse liquor or simple syrup and just mix away. I was at a drink competition recently, and the winning drink was delicious, (laughs) but it had mushrooms in it. Oh, wow. Oh, it was so good. It was so savory and, like— Wasabi and oh. umami and mm. Mm. okay, I gotta <laughs> stop thinking <laughs> about come, that. <laughs> come back to Wasani, come back. <laughs> but I want to go to there. <laughs> Nutrition-wise, they're pretty good for you, depending on how you cook them. Some beta carotene, potassium, copper, selenium, vitamins D and B. And of course, there are other uses than just eating. What? Yes. Golden chanterelles have sometimes been used in treating wounds, and scientific research in rats has shown that, indeed, an extract of golden chanterelles can help speed the body's repair of flesh wounds and prevent inflammation at the site of the injury. Huh. They can also be used to uh, create dyes for paper and fabric and stuff. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Numbers-wise, chanterelles are a pretty popular mushroom, and because of that, they can come with a hefty price tag. They are one of the top three harvested mushrooms in Western North America. Specific numbers are hard to pin down, but the global commercial market is estimated to be around $1.62 billion. One thing I read said in 1992, $3.6 billion was paid to mushroom harvesters in Oregon, Idaho, and Washington alone. Wow. For retailers, that meant millions of dollars. Other estimates put California's annual chanterelle numbers at 50,000 pounds, about 23,000 kilograms worth, over $1 million. And that's probably a little ball on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that they run somewhere between like 30 and 50 bucks a pound. Ooh. So. Wow. Yeah. And this doesn't include chanterelles for home use either because a lot of people are picking them and then using them in their own home. Mm -hmm. So that's a a chanterelle overview. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Which brings us to history. But first it brings us to a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. 
Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from ATT Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. ATT Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit ATT.com slash hypergig for details. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. If we're talking about how old mushrooms are, well, um, <laughs> some science seems to suggest the fungi group chanterelles are part of go back about 1.2 billion years. There wasn't any human person to eat them then, but uh, yeah, the first hard evidence, as in fossils, <laughs> dates back to about 400 million years ago, which is still pretty old. The oldest preserved mushroom is about 50 million years old, and it's preserved in amber. Oh, what? Jurassic Park style. That's great. Mm-hmm. The first written record of chanterelles in specific that we know of comes to us from the Dutch herbalist Lobelius in 1581. In 1601, Belgian botanist Clusius noted the German and Hungarian common names for chanterelles. This indicates that chanterelles weren't an uncommon thing to eat in medieval times in Europe. And the name itself suggests that they were particularly popular in France. And as French influence spread in the 1700s, so too did French cuisine. And along with that, chanterelles. 
They were seen as a fancier mushroom, best appreciated by the nobles. <laughs> and they were just about the only ones who could afford them oh, and appreciate helps. them. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Our friend Linnaeus, the Swedish naturalist, mentioned Santuels in 1747 as a, quote, common edible mushroom. Around 1821, the so-called father of mycology, Elias Frias, came up with the Golden Chanterelle's scientific name. A Swedish mycologist described chanterelles as, quote, one of the most important and best edible mushrooms in 1836. Yeah, still true today, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Strong but appropriate words. Strong but appropriate words. There's an interesting regional breakdown of Europe worth noting here when it comes to mushroom consumption. Germanic and Anglo-Saxon societies were more likely to practice caution or outright avoidance when it came to eating mushrooms for fear of illness or death, as opposed to the Slavs, Finns, and Latin folks. They might have been eating mushrooms as far back as the Roman Empire. Ah. If we look at China, as we mentioned in our mushroom episode, some evidence suggests the Chinese have been using mushrooms either medicinally or as food for about 6,000 years. A mushroom reference guide was published in 1245 CE in the country, and in some provinces, the chanterelle was referred to as the chicken oil mushroom. Okay. Yeah. They were also recommended as a way to prevent night blindness and dry skin or dry mucous membranes. Mm-hmm. Sure. The indigenous peoples of what is now Mexico called chanterelles the flower mushroom. Oh. And, um... Mycologist R. Gordon Wasson came up with the terms mycophilic and mycophobic in 1957. Wait, wait, mycophobic? Fear of mushrooms? Yes, a fear of mushrooms. This is one of my favorite quotes, perhaps ever, and that might say (laughs) something about me. In his 1887 book, British Fungi, British mycologist William Delisle Hay described mycophobia, which he called fungophobia, thusly. The individual who desires to engage in the study of wild mushrooms must face a good deal of scorn. He is laughed at for a strange taste (laughs) among the better classes and is actually regarded as a sort of idiot among the lower (laughs) orders. No fad or hobby is esteemed so contemptible as that of the fungus hunter or toadstool eater. Wow. Yes, times have changed, and they've changed in part due to the rise of Slow food or eating local or um, the popularity of foraging, those things have really helped elevate the profile of the chanterelle. These days, mushrooms like the chanterelle, with their high culinary value, are also driving some environmental efforts. They're more likely to appear in old-growth forests, ones that have been around for centuries, than they are to appear in second-growth forests, which are what's grown back after having been cleared sometime over the last hundred years or so. So folks are pointing at these tasty, beautiful fungi as yet another reason to preserve our forests. Yeah. I think I mentioned to you, after our our trip foraging with Alan and doing the research with this episode, I swear there are chanterelles in my neighborhood. Ooh. I'm going to maybe take a picture and send it to him. Yeah. But every time I walk past them, I stop, and I have a very childlike look on my face, and I point at them and gasp. And I'm sure whoever's house that is, they're like, she's here again. What is she pointing at? Yeah, I think I have a friend who um, who found some in his backyard here in Atlanta. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, can I add in a Buffy story? Please do. Uh, If y'all don't know, I'm quite a big fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And there were a couple episodes where there was this girl who was calling herself Chanterelle, 
she was hanging out in like a vampire fan girl cult and it was it was quite silly and like a whole season later Buffy met up with her again she had changed her name to something not Chanterelle and uh-huh. and Buffy was like it's a good mushroom and the girl was like it's a mushroom oh that's so embarrassing <laughs> It's a wonderful word. It's beautiful. I wouldn't blame her for choosing that. Chanterelle. <laughs> I think it's a lovely name. Fake character from old TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a fax about it. Yeah. Oh, faxes is one of my favorite like technologies that did not last. <laughs> I love in Back to the Future too. Yes. Oh, that, that that's, is. Oh, they thought we were going to be sending facts. It's going to be a fax in every room. And it's going to say, you're fired. Yeah. Um, Ever since we went on our little foraging adventure, I have started noticing all kinds of things everywhere. So uh, keep an eye out, listeners. But again, we're not experts on this matter. No, we are not. And yes, as Alan, I think, would say, it's not as scary as perhaps it sounds. But, you know, if you are paying attention and you know what you're doing— then it can be a very productive and safe and rewarding experience foraging. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. If there's a foraging class in your area, go check that out. Yeah, like a club or group. Yeah. And if any of you have any foraging adventures and chanterelle pictures to send to us, please do. Oh, yeah, definitely. And also if anyone can fill in the history more, because I have to say the history of the chanterelle was kind of lacking. A little bit bare? It was, yeah, yeah happens sometimes. It does. Yeah. But if anyone has any more information, we would love to hear it. Yes. And speaking of, we've got some listener mail for you. But first, we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And this brings us to... Listener mail. It's like a lovely walk in the forest. Oh, yeah. But then a zombie looks like a chanterelle attacks you. <laughs> Always be on guard. Never relax too much. Your, your brain is a very strange place, Annie. <laughs> I appreciate these glimpses. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to take that as a compliment. It is. It's meant as one. <laughs> Excellent. Sarah wrote... I recently listened to the episode about all-you-can-eat buffets, and I want to share a funny thing I learned when I was studying abroad in Japan. The Japanese call buffets Vikings. What? And from what I could gather from my host family, it's because buffets were associated with Scandinavia, home of the Vikings. I always found this so delightful, and I thought you two would as well. Yep. <laughs> yes. I think I'm going to start calling them that. Perhaps not in public, but to <laughs> myself. <laughs> We also got a tweet from Ariel. She wrote, Just listen to your buffet app. Sizzler as a kid was always a treat because it was the first time I got to choose exactly what I wanted to eat. Made me feel like an adult. Which I also love. <laughs> I do. And again, I thought Sizzler was a fake movie restaurant. I thought it was a <laughs> fake thing that Hollywood Studios made up so they didn't up. have to pay for, pay for rights or anything. <laughs> also, I was very, as a kid, I was scared of buffets. Yeah? Because... I would put I would put so much stuff on my tray. Oh, <laughs> I'd be shaken, <laughs> and I had this like in the back of my head this fear that I was just going to cause a huge scene, drop my tray, but it never happened. Well, good, it never came to fruition. Yeah, and it didn't occur to you to just put less food on your <laughs> no. tray? Certainly not. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah wrote, "I've been going back through your archive and recently listened to the cinnamon episode. I love cinnamon on fruit with chocolate on toast. Cinnamon ice cream with brownies is seriously the best." Hannah is correct. When I was pregnant two years ago now, there was one day when I had a major cinnamon craving. Funny side note, most of my pregnancy cravings were for flavors more than foods, like spearmint, cinnamon, ginger, and lime juice. The implementation of said flavor didn't usually matter too much, except on this day. I tried everything. Cinnamon rolls, cinnamon on applesauce, cinnamon in tea. I even ate just a spoonful of cinnamon. And you're right. It's not pleasant. With pregnancy cravings getting stronger and pregnancy hormones going wild, I was actually in tears because I couldn't satisfy my cinnamon craving. I mean, I was eating straight-up cinnamon, and it wasn't cinnamony enough. Until, that is, I found some cinnamon Altoids. Curiously strong indeed. I relished that little tin, and I think I finished off the whole thing that day. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> 
They are curiously strong. They are. And also the 10s are great for jewelry holders. Oh, yeah. I use them for everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's like a contentious history of Altoid 10s here at the office. There is a whole Altoid 10 thing that... Really? Yeah. There is some, there is some sponsored content at some point. That got a little bit of out of hand, Altoid 10-wise. But I'm like airing dirty laundry over here. I know. You're going to have to fill me in on this. (laughs) I don't recall what happened there. Oh, yeah. No, I just walked into the break room one day. This was years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think Chuck was like depositing (laughs) armloads of Altoid's tins. And -hmm. I was like, what the heck happened here? And he was just like, you don't want to (laughs) know. Wow, coming from Chuck, that's pretty serious. Yeah, I know. He is always in a good mood. He was in a bad mood about those Altoids. Oh, no. Oh, now I am telling tales. All right. (laughs) Well, I have a huge cinnamon craving now, although probably not as bad that I'm going to eat a ten of (laughs) cinnamon-flavored Altoids. (laughs) But... Thanks to both of them for writing in. Thanks to Ariel for the tweet. If you would like to write to us, we would love to hear from you. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. We hope to hear from you. Thank you, as always, to our super producer, Dylan Fagan, and new super producer, Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. Look, I, I, I might fake this, but I wouldn't, like, make it wrong. Well, so, I mean, I'm no, I have some... I, now, put these to your notes and see if you smell them. Oh, these... No, and maybe the underside, or these for sure smell a lot. Do you get any smell? Um, if you don't put them together, I know, I think those smell... Yeah, like. um, the, the tops I'm getting this, like, floral note, and mm-hmm. the bottoms I'm getting, like, a pumpkin kind of scent from. Oh, that... have, at least you all have descriptive <laughs> guesses. No, guess is not the right word. I mean, who's to tell you what it, what yeah. a smell is? The classic description, and you might not agree, and it varies, is apricots. Oh. So, huh. And it might even be cooked oh. with apricots to bring that out. Oh, I see that, yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> a bunch at once is easy. Perfect. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.